Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I am joined by Alandra. Say hi, Alandra. Hi. Unless you want me to say hi, Alandra. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Alandra. I... Um, the third child of Stevens, and I also host another show called Lando and Lexi. Today we are talking about how to pick the best rent for your budget. Hey guys, Steven here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. All right. So today we are talking about how to pick the best rent for your budget. Um, So we're going to look at many different factors, um, whether the rent has utilities included, not included, how much those extra costs would be. um, And we'll talk about how we can add it and make sure that we don't go over budget to be able to live in a home. Yeah, rent is one of those big expenses, especially when you first move out, that you really need to get a handle on before it gets out of hand uh, because it's going to be the biggest part of your budget and this is where you're living. So what questions did you have regarding rent? All right, so let's let's talk first about um, a person who's moving out for the first time. Let's kind of go through kind of the process that they should be considering when looking at a place to rent. So um, let's say a person is working 30 hours a week making minimum wage. How much should they kind of budget out for rent? Well, ideally, you know, the kind of a number that I've thrown around over the years, and it's really hard with rent, but is... 25% of whatever your income is, that's what your maximum housing should be. Now, when it comes to that, it's hard, especially when you're renting, that more applies to a mortgage, for example. But it's hard when you're renting because a lot of times when you rent, it's more than a mortgage payment. So, Hopefully you can save up enough money to be able to get into a house of your own with a mortgage. But if you can't, so like you said, you know, being first time out, uh, what can you afford in rent? So really, if you're making, you know, say two grand a month, and that means your rent shouldn't be more than 500 bucks. But what can you find for 500 bucks? Not a whole bunch, right? You might be able to get a room and you're sharing with, you know, six other strangers, the kitchen, the bathroom, all that stuff, which doesn't sound overly fun. So sometimes when it comes to rent, you either stick to it and, you know, pay the 500 bucks and live with a whole bunch of random people that you don't know. Or hopefully you can find some friends that are in the same situation and you all get into a place together, right? Like, how good would it be to get into a four-bedroom house for two grand a month 
and you know, with three other friends, that'd probably be good. And then you're spending the 500 bucks um, each a month for that for that place. So um, that's probably a little bit more comfortable for somebody just renting a room from some random stranger um, that you have, you've never really met, uh, or renting your own place for you know a thousand, twelve hundred bucks a month. That gets a little too expensive when you're only making two grand a month. So, you know, you kind of have to weigh out what what you want and what you need. So everybody wants to, you know, have their own place, but can they afford to have their own place? Does that really make sense? Do they kind of suck it up and share with people? whether it's friends or random strangers that maybe become friends, who knows, but share with random people for a year or two, whatever the situation is, and then save up all that extra money that they didn't spend on rent. So say if living on your own was 1200 bucks, so now you're saving 700 bucks a month in rent. Hopefully you're not spending it and you're saving it because now you can turn around because that's 8,400 bucks a year you can turn around and maybe after two years, when you've got 16,800 saved up, now you can go put a down payment on a house and you can do whatever you want, right? So you wanna make sure that you're not overextending yourself is really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So should one, should one look for the cheapest place to rent then? and not overextend their budget and be like, oh, well, I can, if I really push it, I can afford, say, like $1,000. Like, I'll pay, like, half of my month's wages for rent. Well, everybody can push it to whatever it is, right? Like, you know, you find a nice place that's got a swimming pool and all that, and it costs $1,950 a month. You might say, well, it's worth it. I can live on for $50 in food. I don't need to have a car or put in gas in a car or pay for insurance or even have a cell phone for that matter because I got a pool, right? You know, people are going to have different um, perspectives when it comes to what is a good place to live, right? Like you could probably rent some pretty scuzzy places for two or 300 bucks a month. Does that make you feel comfortable or not, right? So you gotta kind of weigh those things out. You know, I, I think honestly, especially for somebody first moving out, you gotta find roommates. You really do. You just gotta share because sharing costs are the best because now you're just sharing everything. Split 50-50, utilities if the rent doesn't include utilities, the rent, whatever it is, maybe you get a nice place in a nice community as opposed to some cardboard box under a bridge. Yeah. So, and that, that brings me to another question. When you're a first time renter, would you recommend looking for a place that has all you utilities are included or a place that you have to pay extra for utilities? Well, and that depends on how much your rent is because you know, and this is where you can ask your parents, how much are utilities? Like if you're going to go into a, 
don't know, 1,500 square foot condo with a couple of friends and rent is such, you know, X number of dollars plus utilities, well, then you got to look at how much your utility is going to be on 1,500 square feet. You know, that could be anywhere from 100 bucks a month to 400 bucks a month, just depending on what usage is. And so, you know, you got to be careful with that. If it can include utilities reasonably, like within the rent, that's reasonable, then go with, you know, the utilities included because then you don't have any surprises. You know, in the summertime, utilities are cheap because there's lots of light outside for a longer period of time and it's not cold. So you're not using much for utilities. In the winter, it's a little bit different. You're using more electricity, you're using more gas, you're just, it's more. And so, you know, in the winter, when, you know, maybe work is slow if you have a seasonal job or, you know, could, because Christmas is coming, you want to buy Christmas presents and now you got these huge utility payments. Now what, right? Kind of shoots your budget out of the water. So for a first time renter, probably a good idea to get a room somewhere where utilities are included in the rent, correct? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hey guys, Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. Now, as a person who is probably a little bit more established and making better money, um... Would you still recommend the like the 25% of months pay for utilities? I mean, for rent? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's a good rule to live by. And there becomes a, when you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, do you still do 25%? Not necessarily. Maybe that number goes down. But the max would be... 25% as a rule of thumb, you know, just like you should be saving 10% of your income every month as a rule of thumb. If you can save more, save more. But, you know, again, with rent, try to do no more than 25% because it's just going to eat into, especially if you have very little income, that's just going to eat into the rest of your stuff that you've got budgeted. So you want to make sure that you keep that low. Do you have any other points that you would like to cover on rent and like what you should be looking at and what's kind of like, or how about this? What What's kind of like a reasonable, uh, I guess, price would you say for like a one bedroom apartment where you're going to move out on your own what would you what would you kind of recommend somebody looking for for a price range well you know honestly the prices are going to be all over the place at this point in time you could probably find a decent place for a thousand twelve hundred bucks maybe more closer to twelve hundred a month um whereas in a not so nice community maybe higher crime or something like that you might be looking at you know, 
750 to 850 a month for rent. So you got to make some decent money to even be able to have that fit into your 25%. That's why it's good to share. It's good to share with other people. So roommates are not a bad thing. They can be a pain sometimes, but it's not a bad thing. So just make sure that, you know, you're, you're looking into that. Um, you know, and, and this is the funny thing, especially in Calgary right now, is that you can get a one-bedroom apartment for $1,200, but you can also get, a, albeit smaller, but a house for $1,800. So a one-bedroom apartment for $1,200, versus a three-bedroom house with an unfinished basement for 1800 bucks. So you get three people in there, that's 600 bucks each. Do you want to have a second person in a one-bedroom place? Are you guys going to be sleeping in bunk beds or what? Right? Like, sometimes cheaper or less expensive isn't always better. But if you can get a place with committed roommates, then you're going to have a much better time. You know, and that's the other thing. You have to have roommates that are committed. I know when I first moved out, me and a buddy of mine, we found a great place. And after about, I don't know, three or four months, he's like, oh, I got to move back home. So I was without a roommate. So then I had to move, right? Because being in, you know, because we had a two-bedroom apartment, being in this two-bedroom apartment, I couldn't afford by myself. So I moved around, I don't know, I moved around tons. And you got to be prepared for that, especially because you're relying on other people. So, you know, if you got lots of money saved up, then, or ideally, save up lots of money so you can just go buy a house. And then you can rent out rooms to your friends so that they pay for your house. That'd be the best idea. Well, I think we're going to save that topic for another episode so we can deep dig deeper kind of into that is there any any other advice that you would um tell our listeners when they're looking at a place to rent other than preferably trying to find a place with roommates so your rent is lower cost yeah roommates are good but they're also a pain because you can't control what they do and when they do it. So if somebody decides to move away or if they lose a job or whatever the case might be, they are no longer reliable, right? Because if they don't have savings themselves, then they might not be able to pay for next month's rent. So you kind of have to deal with that right away and just say, if you can't pay for it, you gotta go because I can't cover you. Otherwise I'd live here by myself and I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, you hanging out and freeloading. So, you know, uh, you do have to consider those types of things. Best option is save money so that when you move out at 18, you can go and buy your house because you've been working for the last three or four years. Thanks for listening to Dad on Money. I'm Stephen Williams, and you can find me at thesmallbusinessaccountants.ca. And I'm Alandra Williams, and you can find me on my Instagram at Lando and Lexi. Roll credits. Wow. Hi, guys. 
Thanks for tuning in to Dad on Money. This episode was hosted by my sister, Alandra, aka Lando, and my dad, Stephen. Thanks again for listening. That's two thanks here. Lots of gratitude coming at you. Thanks for leaving a review if you enjoyed this podcast. Also, thanks to me for editing it. And thanks to Ian Post for the music that we use in this podcast. I don't know him personally. It's from a library. Anyways, thanks for listening to Dad on Money. We hope you have a lovely day and you'll hear from us next week. Mecco.